Want to wish the pod, all the listeners, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a wonderful New Year. All those negative vibes, you can keep that to yourself. One thing you can't keep to yourself, though, is the Astros World Series champs. This is a Kitty Pod production. Ron Jeremy's New Year's Eve will not be seen tonight so that we may bring you a program that regularly drops the ball. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above-average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt, and we're going to do away with the usual razzmatazz that usually accompanies a regular episode, of which this is not. All I just want to say is that I hope you had a great Christmas, and you're looking forward to 2023. Now, I'm going to have to admit something to you. I lied in that first part of the holiday shit fest. This is part two coming up. Old Man Winter, you see, threw us a curveball here in the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York, from whence I come to you this day, or whenever it is you're listening. So we are going to have Adam Parada and Jim Perillo meet up in Saratoga the Friday before Christmas and the last night to go out to bars, etc. before the holiday. Unfortunately, Old Man Winter and Mother Nature both had other ideas, and it was one of those flash-free situations. We didn't lose electricity, thank heavens, but it did worsen conditions on the road where I wound up making the very early call, some would say too early, to you know, cancel the event and wait till after the holiday. So you're not going to hear Adam Parada and Jim Perillo. You will hear Adam Parada and Joe Bruno. The Troublesome Trio is back at it, folks. We're riding again. But this time it's going to be part two of the Holiday Shit Fest and what we had originally planned to attend to do and whatnot. So with me stumbling over my words clearly, I'm going to quickly give it over to the three of us and we're going to do part two of the Holiday Shit Fest right now. Father of two. Oh boy, we went all right. 
Yeah, the, the same one. stuff I usually do. Piece of the seven Piece fishes. Of the seven fishes. Did you do any of the cooking again like you did last year? I did. I did. Uh, I Amy prepared lobster bisque, and I played the very important role of killing the lobsters. <laughs> which is important. You can't have lobster bisque. You probably went, a few lobsters. I wouldn't blame if you went to Maine and pulled the lobster out of the sea yourself. Man. No, we got it at the Market 32, but we got a block. Crawling around. My son enjoyed that. You know, I, I held him up in front of him. And then I made him go out of the room when I plunged the knife into his head. All right, so if we don't, you need, we don't need to see this kid. How about so? How about Christmas Day yesterday? Uh, Christmas Day, uh, my uncle Paul and his family came over. We had my brother cook. We made some uh, pasta with meat sauce. Very good. I got, I was got the abrupt Christmas morning wake up because I'm on the other side of the equation. I remember waking up early. <laughs> You know, you're a kid, it's Christmas Eve, you get out, or Christmas morning, you get up at six. I had a lot of Sambuca the night before. And Wesley, let me tell you, he my screaming, vomiting, woke up the kids. Oh, boy. No, Wesley got up at about, I guess he got up at about seven. Oh, he waited till about 8.15, and then he came, then my sister let him come in, and it was all of a sudden, it was Christmas, so. Boom, boom. Yeah. Well, how about you, Joe? How was Christmas for you, my friend? Uh, the usual for me, Jay. So, you got a little working Christmas Eve. I did a little working on the Christmas Eve morning. Uh, I read some Dickens. I finally got to reading the uh, some Dickens Christmas stories, which I actually oh, wow. had never read. I finally read a Christmas Carol. Actually. I've never read a Christmas Carol, but we've seen it on television. I appreciate the traditional Victorian Christmas story of Dickens right. because you know Christmas tradition. It's about being festive and happy, but there's always for fun a ghostly horror. It's element. almost a Halloween element, yeah, which is yeah. fun. You know, that was part of Christmas because everybody likes that anyway. For some reason, it's kind of faded away in a backseat yeah. in modern era. So you're thinking Tim Burton probably missed the boat when he did Nightmare Before Christmas. He probably right. lost a plot. Right. Yeah. And I think in the Victorian era, even if you were good, you just got less cold. Or like better Well, yeah, you like got a lot of cold. Yeah, that you can burn. It's yeah. also a different trend. Right. Yeah. Well, there's there's well, well, How about yourself, David? Well, I had the usual stuff there. Spent the day, I had the usual spent part of the day with my sister, her husband, and my nephew. Then the uh, rest of the family came over and had lasagna for supper. Oh, nice. Had prime rib, just me, my dad, and his fiance uh, had prime rib. Nice. Not prime rib. Oh, we had ham. Sorry. Would you? And ham. Ham. Like not jelly ham. We're not that good. You know. We're not <laughs> right, that good. Like nice, right, right. A nice, nice baked ham. Yeah, honey baked I like it. You know what the best part about the ham is? You ever do the ham marrow? You know, you cut it and there's the cross section of the bone. Like the oh, succulent. Succulent oh. marrow. Do you think a bone should have been it's no, small, smaller than a, a beef barrel bone. You know what I'm thinking about? I, I, I think maybe, I don't know. I want to know. Like the, uh, the digestive aspect of eating the beer. Oh, yes, yes. you got to clear your schedule. Okay. Later in the day. I think we know why folks have only mentioned Now, do you do the little pineapple rings on top of it? No pineapple on this With the little cloves in it? We didn't even do the pineapple chunks. Oh, all right. So, I wonder how that became a thing. But that's good. How'd you make out present-wise? Oh, I did very good. I got a bunch of gift cards. I got some uh, new shirts. I had uh, I got a couple of things of loungewear, which uh, had to be taken back in the store. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. Unfortunately. 
I like it. I'll, um, so there you go right there. So. Now, when you when you gift give, do you go, you actually go to the store to buy them, or do you do online shopping? Depends. I mean, if it's my nephew, my sister wants me to go get it on Amazon. I see. Oh, I got a funny story about that. So I, you know, obviously I do my, most of my shopping online, and I have to get it delivered to my parents' house. Oh, wow. This year I got my dad a bunch of, among the other things I got him was a big nut gift basket. And it was from a company called Nuts.com. Oh, Not a sponsor, so you might want to believe it. It's kind of a key part of the story, though. And I said, I said on it, it said, you can click and say, is this a gift? And I said, yes, thinking that they were going to sell it in an unobtrusive package. <laughs> the, the cardboard box, it was in, just was emblazoned with Nuts.com all over oh, yeah. <laughs> it. I was like, well, I hope you didn't pick that up from the, you know, the board. I don't think you did. Hopefully the postal carrier didn't yeah. bring it over. But the joke was on him because it was half dried fruit. It wasn't just nuts. So you fooled the old just man. Just throwing them off. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I do all online. <coughs> now you do, do you just in store or do you be online? You get the online? Yeah, you're a retail gift. What's that? Buying the coal from the coal mine. Buying the coal from the coal mine. Yeah, Box it up. I'm not opposed. I mean, I, get, I didn't really have anybody to get a gift from. I'm going to go get a pedicure with a friend of mine, Kayla. So that's what she wants for Christmas. For us two to go get a pedicure. Wow. And I'm going to take Brenna right and my niece shopping. Because I don't know what, that, what else she got for Christmas. I don't want to double up. shop at the mall? Wherever she wants to go. Sometimes she likes to go to American Eagle. Which is interesting because it's a retro store. Because it sells the same clothes as sold. We used to go there and plays the same music. Interesting. Oh, wow. It sells stuff from like 2003. 1998, I would say. That's when I used to go. And they got the same type of clothes and the same music. Like Goo Goo Dolls. And she likes it. Like it's, like it's cool. And it's still in the mall. It's still in the mall. And it's cool because it's retro. Right. Yes, ma'am. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, we went. It was cool because it was new. They just kept. They just said, you know what? Let's just keep doing this. Yeah. And eventually it'll be cool again. Right. Do they sell the jeans with the little group so you can keep your tool, your hammer in it? Like I think they got that. Thing? They got the um, the cargo shorts. Cargo shorts are back now. I heard that. The retro wow. cargo shorts. Wow. Wore oh. Yeah. The JN codes. Those can't. Those aren't back. Those will never come back. You don't never came back. I was surprised with skits. Yeah, a little before. Oh yeah, I wore those back in the Skits, yeah, I know those. They were so impractical and ugly that they never had a return. A lot of they kind of came from like hip hop culture. A lot of stuff from hip hop culture kind of goes. It's like very, very yeah. present, right. and it never comes back. Retro. Well, and if you remember the skids, they have to be official skids. You have the, the street sign, like the hazard of the skid. Yeah, on the butt. Happy the official skids. My mom like made me a pair of them. She realized that it was very easy to make. And I was like, well, this totally defeats the purpose. It was otherwise identical, but it did not have the little patch. That is true. So you got to buy the patch. That's true. Because there's a box of patch that comes it up. No, but that's circa, I'm talking like 90, 91. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my jam back in the day, man. Yeah. Like, uh, this is like when hip-hop was starting to make its way to yeah. suburbia. Yeah, I think it was like a new kids on the block kind of element to it. Uh, sort of like soft hip-hop. Right? MC Hammer, maybe. They weren't that many. I don't, I don't know about you. Those were the thing to have. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get to the main business here. We're about eight and a half minutes in. Not to rush you guys, but we're here to talk I about. Got all I think we said holiday songs. What we were going to do for the holiday. So we should clue. Should we clue Bruno in, or should we just let him each question just answer it? 
you know, without any preparation. Yeah, we're doing no preparation. We're just closing the wall, see what sticks. Now, are we going top three or top five? Then we can do top three. Top three. There's a lady over there. Is it Joey just waving at us? Nothing to see or anything. I was asking Bruno if uh, he was waving to somebody. He was cohort. Bruno's Bruno's a very known guy at Syracuse. Former students. Yeah. Like, well, how about you start us off? Okay. What's your number three? All right. Rank them early and don't forget. All right. We'll do. Actually, we'll do fantasy draft. We'll just go snake draft like best song. All right. I like. We did top ten movies, but we're gonna do uh, snake draft. So. Yeah. Favorite Christmas song, number one for me has got to be Whisper uh, Waldy Trio playing Old Town in Mind. Yeah, oh, from Peanuts. Yeah, Charlie Brown yes. Christmas. Yeah. That's a classic. I like that one. That, now, wait, that's the first one on the album, right? Yeah. I have the album. No, no, it's about the first one. Okay. Um, all right, that's a good one. I like, uh, you, know, I'm a, you know, I like it's a Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, a Bobby Hill with that one? Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, I gotta write this down before we get to uh, uh, top three Christmas songs. I put down, ladies and gentlemen, I, will, I did not prepare for this as much as these guys. I'm, just, I'm not gonna throw you two into the box. What is that? Wait, I may be getting it confused. What's the one that's in Home Alone? Uh, or it's the Bell Rock. Yeah, Jingle Bell Rock. It's a scene where he has the party. He's got 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 the party. So, so Jingle Bell, okay, so, uh, keep talking, I messed up the format here, so, listen back to last year's episode, folks. I'm keeping my mouth shut for last year. I think West this year, Santa likes the Hawaiian Santa on my street. Really? He likes the Hawaiian Santa a lot. Family is Hawaiian. I don't know if I'm allowed to put up a Hawaiian Santa. Wow. Man, they can eat the pancakes. I don't know. I think it's in the Yeah. Okay, so to recap after that little explanation, I said Otana Bomb in the first round. Ape says uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. It's the original? Because that has been remade so many times. Yeah. Uh, who's the original by? Bobby Helms, so. Now, isn't there also, now I don't want to step on anybody's toes here, isn't there also a Christmas song that's by a guy named Charles Brown? It's called, like, I think there is. I was just listening to the other day. I think you've heard of it. But, so it's confusing because it's not the Charlie Brown Christmas. Let's see, wait. Hey, wait. The this is song. great podcasting. I'm okay. looking something up on my phone. Charles Brown. Okay. Christmas. Ah, shit. Hold on. Charles Brown. This is for great okay. podcasting. Well, his Christmas song is Please Come Home. So you know Please Come Home for Christmas. Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, that's the original. Oh, yeah, I remember the Don Henley of the Eagles cover yeah, that song. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, the original is, yeah. Yeah, not Charlie. Not Charlie Brown from Peanuts. That may also be. Okay, Joe. We uh, your turn. What do you think would be a 
Does it have to be a classic Christmas song or can it be? Anything. Okay, I like, uh, I really like In the Mood by the Brian Setzeror. <laughs> no, it's a Christmas song. It's not like what, Die Ryan Hard's a Christmas song. movie? Are we going to get that? It's a swing tune. But a Brian Setzeror Christmas album. I got it. No, no, it's, it's In the Mood. Oh, it's In the Mood parentheses for Christmas. For Christmas. But they, that's kind of the joke, is it? They were like, they were like Brian, contractually, you owe us a Christmas album. Just all the titles he put. Christmas Day. It's Christmas and I'm really getting in the mood. But it's good. It is kind of sexy because right. like, he talks about like the girls, like how they're dressed sexy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. In the mood. Oh, I see. So you think it's so you oh, in the mood, but for Christmas they're dressed. Yeah. No, it's all about all the lyrics are back in Christmas. A lot of Yule log. What? Alright, Ben, we get the first whack in the second round. What's your second? Oh, wait, I'm going first? No, we're going first. Oh, we're skate drafting. I got you. Alright. Alright, we're going to have to pick two in a row. Another Christmas song? Yeah. Another Christmas song. Is Dickie putting the name of a Christmas song? No, but it's in a lyric. People know what song you're talking about. That one? Yeah, the one that Dickie put That one. It's like a, it's like a floral kind We wish you a Merry Christmas, man. Oh, yeah, no, that's just we wish you a Merry Christmas. But it's gotta be the Figgy Pudding. The second verse, yeah. Right. Well, that's it. Because they're demanding Figgy Pudding. It's kind of a They're demanding Figgy Pudding. Many people are not Figgy Pudding. Right. So the people are gonna stay forever. Occupy wherever they're at. I like it. Okay, Apes, it's your turn. Now, I'm surprised Bruno didn't say this yet, because this was our favorite Christmas song when we were youngsters. Yep. Randy got run over by a reindeer. Oh, yeah, there we go. Because it was just, remember that one? Brian Stanley. It was just a person enough. You were allowed to listen to it. Uh, That's a good one. That's but a good one. Like your parents weren't happy. That last verse. Right. That last verse, I thought it said, Place the bell, but then it's a gold verse. You should never give a license to a guy who tried to show you a place with elves. Right. I'm like, whoa, that's that's enough. Right. on the water, please. Thank you. This beer sucks. What does? This beer sucks. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Compared to my drought, I'm very spoiled, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not just making it up. There's a brewery over by me, and they got a drink. It's really smooth. This is kind of like... I got it. It's very spoiled. I'm not smoking it. And they're here. Yeah. All right, so thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, so now it's my turn. I'm going to have to pick second again because we're in the third round. All right, so. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Two and, well, yeah, you got to have one on deck. Well, I'm going back to the instrumental well again, so to end the second round, I'm going to go with Deck the Hold by Nanheim Steamroller. Okay. Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of bomb bass. Bomb bass, yep. And uh, they, these guys have made, these guys have all but made their uh, money doing this. Uh, all right, now it's to you again. Okay, so we're going to, I think we'll do, how many rounds do you want to do? Again, we didn't prepare. Top three. All right, so we'll do a third and final round, so yeah. I'm going to start bringing this home here. I, I think I, my knowledge of Christmas songs is about expired. <laughs> we're going to one more in the queue. Yeah, so three and five will do. So, all right, so first pick of the final round. This is going to take some doing, but I'm going to go for, uh, uh, 
I think mine expired in the second round. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going you want, you want me to go first? Because I got one ready. Okay, I'll think of something. All right. I'll train my pick. Four words. Do you want to go? Do you? So best <laughs> I knew it. It's so I don't. I gotta explain a little bit to the listeners. Go ahead. Now, Billy Ray Valentine's party is definitely a Christmas party. Absolutely. And that song is playing. And so that song is now made into a Christmas song. Absolutely. People are putting out their cools on his rug. The lady's been waiting for Billy Ray in his bedroom. Oh, yeah. He's metal lark lemon. Just in case. I think it's also a very festive song. It's not specifically Christmas. But so much so, I put it in my Spotify holiday playlist. Thank you. Thanks, I think. Yeah, okay. Time of their lives. Even Ed Tall Jones and the other guy are the stone group. They wanted to kill him in the cell not a week before. Next thing you know, they're his best friend. I feel like that's righteous. Well, that's the guys in the park. That's them again. That's them again. This is all doing the court of books. Is they don't have the third appearance of them. I'm sure it happened, maybe they filmed it and it got left on the cutting edge roll or somehow they should play a role in the end. <laughs> you know, with like Duke and Duke yeah, or something. Yeah. I'm gonna back one more time. Anyway, alright. You got one more? Yep, well I got one more. I'm gonna put in uh, Out of the Sheets into the Streets by Al Williams. Just kidding. What is it? What's that? What's that? That's the song played when Billy Ray walked to the bar and tell the bar, I got the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm $27. With interest. Look, man. I got your money. I got your pole. Measly. $27. Interest. All right, just kidding. Well, I'm going to go for, uh, uh, this is uh, Doris Day. I mean, I, I don't know how I came upon this one. It's called Be a Child at Christmas Time. That's a deep cut. What's it called? Be it's a called Be a Child at Christmas Time by Doris Day. Be a child. I mean, I really went on my, I, I don't reserve that to Christmas time. Well, okay, I think I told you that. All right, Bruno, bring, bring it. Home, bring this rickety sl you know, sleigh so ride. Listen to the books at Christmas time. Yep. Yeah. Listen to a little bit after that too. It's called it's an Italo disco song called "Find My Tracks in the Snow." Find it's available on most streaming music apps. Find, find, find my, my tracks, tracks in the snow. Yep. You never heard of Doris Day. I never heard what you had either. So, okay. So let's recap here. Oh, first round. I said Otan and Bond by the Vince Wally Tree. Open Charlie Burn Christmas. You're not Linus and Lucy's not. You're not a Linus and Lucy guy. Okay. All right. I think you're gonna be able to edit in a clip of these songs. I don't know if I oh, have the right thing in this stuff, but uh, have to pay money. Yeah, so all right, I'll put my solution. You might could do a snippet. Yeah, but if you do, do you want to funk? You got to record it off the uh, trading place. Oh yeah. So yeah. you get to say, you know, you get the. I've been waiting for you, Billy Ray. <laughs> I get the line that said, "Hey, who be putting their cools on my floor?" <laughs> it's a Persia girl from Persia. Persia. Who's the downstairs bathroom? And then a guy goes upstairs. Oh, yeah, the guy was trying to do it. I'll tell you, as we always say, that's only maybe arguably there's two better parties in that group. Let me guess, the Duke and Duke Christmas party is one. Yeah, well, no, that's two. Number one is the Delta Club. Yeah. I put that in the text, by the way. The party on the train. Oh, you didn't think I'd know? That was a deep reference. I knew that. It's on the sign, right? Yep, on the train. Like, 
Grandma got run over a reindeer by Elmo and Taxi. Was that who was five? I didn't even know who it was. Yeah, that was Elmo and Taxi. Like, then I said Deck the Halls by Mountain Steamroller. And then I originally said Out of the Sheets into the Streets and then changed it to Doris Day, but I bluffed out him, so I said Linus and Lucy. And then you got to mention the Phil Spector Christmas album. That's a classic. Um, Darlene Love, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Well, oh, the Darlene yeah. Love. His later exploits notwithstanding, that's a classic yeah. album. And then the best part about that is the last track is just Phil Spector talking directly to you as a piano. Of course, of course, Darlene Love, I know. It's closed out, closed out every last episode of The Late Show with David Letterman before Christmas. And Darlene Love also did a great Christmas song five or ten years ago called Christmas Time for the Jews on SNL. Oh, that was a digital short. It was a classic one. It was like a claymation. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's uh, I hate. Well, I'm to, um, Go ahead. John Denver and the Muppets. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm the most famous one. Uh, it's probably best available. We got, remember last year we were at uh, this very place we did the, um, we 
did when Santa Claus goes rogue. Uh, he, I don't know if Bruno was here for that. Bruno, you weren't here. This was pre-COVID. Oh, was, you uh, said last time we were here. Yeah. That yeah. was pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, Bruno well, was here a few years ago. We just did uh, more interactive. We were debating questioning yeah. Barstool Sports. But right. This is like we did Santa Claus Cosgrove. Yeah. I said, well, to start turning you the holiday shit fast. We're going to kind of... Uh, so this is like Santa Clauses have gone crazy. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of... Well, we said we were going to do two, and then it's just going to be free-flowing discussion the rest of the time we're here. So, all right, we're going to start in Merry Old England. This is from theater.com. It says, World's Worst Santa Claus Skips Lunch Whops KFC. That's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. All right. This, oh, here's the kicker. It says, there was no chimney, so he went through the drive-in window. Ah. Wait, what's the skipping lunch part? Um, you'll find out oh, soon. Okay, okay. All right, all right. How about, oh, you thought that was bad. How like about the first one before the colons? Ho, ho, no. Uh, whoever wrote that. Daniela Galarica, you're to blame. Sorry. A man dressed up as Santa Claus robbed the Kentucky Fried Chicken in the UK this past weekend. According to Father Christmas. There, I think. What's that? I feel like they would have said it's Father Christmas. Don't they call him Father Christmas? Father Christmas, yes. But right. oh, this was written in America. Right, right. okay. A uh, man dressed up as Santa Claus robbed the KFC in the UK this past weekend. According to several reports, the man skipped lunch and instead climbed through the drive through window of a KFC location. That's got to be a, a Brit-speak like, reference. Okay, we still right, right. so the, He went through the drive through window of a KFC location in Hockley Way, Alfreton, Derbyshire. That's the not man a real place. That's an alley jeans. <laughs> That's not a real place. <laughs> Claus welded a knife while forcing employees to open the restaurant's safe. There wasn't much in the till. Fast food operations generally keep less than $300, or about 200 pounds, in their safe at any given time. So, you know, I've worked in fast food. I don't really, I was just a janitor. I wasn't the guy working the yeah. cash register. Yeah, of all the places to rob, that's probably not there. There you go. Oh, I like the description. This is funny. According, shoulder. Oh, you're looking ahead here. Yeah, it's funny. According to the police report, the man was wearing, and I quote, a red hat, red trousers, pants, and a red jacket over a black shirt. The most convincing Santa. <laughs> Bruno, was that you? <laughs> I think it was we called him. The police in Derbyshire. I would never interrupt my lunch. Right away. <laughs> Did he have a white beard? Did they also say that? Or? We'll find out. Get in there. His face was covered not by a lush white beard, but by a, but by a mask. And this was before COVID. Ah, uh, that's a giveaway. I didn't write that last part. Okay. I put it. Got it. He has not been caught. He's still at large. I'm sure they caught up to him. This was 2015. Escape vehicle or eight reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout for a swing in eight here. Yeah. ATP. The KFC location has since reopened. Perhaps the police should leave a plate of cookie down on Christmas Eve. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll say, a couple of years ago when I was here, so it must have been three years ago, when yeah. first Christmas, I went to Wilton Mall and brought him to Santa. Please, yeah. I'll, I'll just say it. Yeah. The, the Santa was like... He may have been a guy that may have had a criminal record. Oh, he looked like a biker. I was calling him Biker Santa. Oh, wait, I think I remember this. Was this the guy who had a marijuana dressed as Santa for a while? Yeah, he was like a biker Santa. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he's almost done. Kentucky's family pack. 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 Kentucky's family pack.
I guess based on this menu, I would say uh, variety of draft. And I would say um, I would say high ABV that tastes delicious. Uh, they got, I call it nectar of the gods. They're actually worth a lot of a lot of trouble, they call it. It's like, it really tastes amazing. It tastes almost like an oatmeal stout. Like, it's right, it's in a garage. Like, it's, there's a car dealership. Or no, it's a garage. No, it's a garage. And it's, uh, yeah, there's a hydroponics place in there. Yeah. Across from, like, the nose. Oh! It's right, there. <laughs> it's right by the mountain. You can go for a hike. Yeah, Did we drive by it? Yeah, we drove by it. Wow, um, it's like your It's technically in Saratoga. Uh, but okay. anybody from Saratoga. Oh, I know. I've seen the place. I feel like it's been open for a little while. It was near the road. It was closer to the yeah. road. Like last summer. Yeah. But then we moved it to a different building. It got a little bigger. I see. Okay. And um, my two cents, I'm not, you know, is that it's just a very, very good. Charlie, have the setup like this, or is it a little more like. It's your setup. Uh, they have a small bar. It has like literally four seats. Mostly like four or five seats. And they have like a big open room. And they have the outdoors. Now, this Amazon's a chef, but they don't have any food. Sort of. Yeah, you can get like a. They'll get you some food if you want, like some pizza or something. Like it's good. And then they're gonna have. They're gonna have a full kitchen. Alright. Well, now that we got the product, I know what you're talking about. With the guy with the beard, guy with the beard is the logo. Yes. Hoppy beard. Yes, he's like a hipster looking guy. Okay, so I was thinking of the guy with beard, like, like the Colonel Sanders and Santa Claus. I don't know if those two can ever get confused trying to get us back in here. But the guy, person who wrote this, wrote this for the last paragraph. A possible irony is that KFC is Japan's favorite Christmas tradition. It is. KFC, they love Japan. Yeah. KFC in Japan. On Christmas Eve, thousands of people in Japan flock to KFC locations throughout the country to order buckets of original, extra crispy chicken legs, thighs, and breasts. They love it. Can't get it up. It's all because of a 1974 marketing campaign called Kentucky for Christmas, where they would say, Kurisamasu ni the campaign was so successful, Japanese people buy more KFC chicken in the days leading up to the 25th of December than during any other two-week period during the year. Suffice to say, Santa would never rock KFC in Japan. I can't imagine how much a meal at KFC is now. Because even before, like, inflation got out of control, if you go to KFC, it's like 25 bucks for a meal. You gotta be like 50 bucks on it. You might as well go to, like, Hattie's. Wow. You know? Well, anyway, uh, I, I read that last paragraph so I could tell you this one. Uh, I have a friend up for one of my old workplaces, and he every year he has Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's the only time I have it at his birthday party. Oh, at his birthday, okay. Yeah. When's his birthday? Two day, uh, a day after mine. Oh, all right. So around the Christmas season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're 4 0 now, Jay. Oh, I noticed you had a little extra gravitas when we came in. <laughs> you and Bruno are still in our 30s, so, you know, well, we're youngsters. So. <laughs> right. How was it? Now, did you have a good time? Did you have a I had a great time, Apes. I'm going to tell you, my, uh, before we get to this last story, I, my dad, my, his companion, my uh, my relatives, my sister, my husband, my sister, her husband. Hello. Whoop. Jay has an announcement, everybody. I got I got it. I got the married before Christmas. No. I, I would say my sister, her husband, my nephew, a number of my relatives. All through this surprise 40th birthday party oh, two nice. weeks ago. Nice. I was out with my dad, then all of a sudden, like, I come back, I knew something was up. A, there was a banner that said, happy 40th birthday. That's the giveaway. And all then right. there were a couple of cars in the driveway. My sister's 
minivan parked off the side of the road. Nice. Oh, and I walked nice. in, and I'm like, ooh, we have this lunch all catered. Oh, very nice. And I uh, got some great presents, 16th. too. So. What day? This was uh, two weeks ago, Saturday. So. Well, well, what's your actual birthday? What's that? What day is your birthday? 16th. 16th. Yeah, you got it. So six days away, but... Nice. Uh, well, hey, you got stuff, JB. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, I got like five... Well, yeah, it's like five months. Four and a half. Three and a half. Who's counting? Age is only a number. No, I forget the number though. <laughs> that was the good thing. When you're in your 30s, your late 30s, it's like, you know, I don't really know all that. But I feel like now when I'm 40, I'm going to know, oh yeah, I'm 40. You'll know about you know. it. I'm there already. All right, so we're going to get back in the, uh, we're going to get back in this last story. Right, now, speaking one. of beer here, this is appropriate. Now, right. H, you lived in New York for a while. You've I heard did? of SantaCon? Yes, I did. Yes, I have. You didn't participate in that. No, I said, New Yorkers hate SantaCon. I heard, yeah. yeah. I did an episode uh, several years ago. I did a deep dive into SantaCon. Yeah. And I said, New Yorkers, they don't like it. No. Because of all the debauchery. Well, well guess what? We're going to go across the river Santa. here. Oh, uh, Hoboken? We're taking a Hoboken, yeah. New Jersey for yeah. this story. This is from HudsonCountyView.com in New Jersey. Okay. Hoboken's annual SantaCon bar ball saw nine Santas and or elves arrested. They did 2018. Bruno, the only thing person Bruno ever dressed as in New York was John Oates one year for Halloween. John Oates and were you there? Outreach. Who was there? A hall? Were you? No, there was no hall. You went to a hall. I just Bruno got real drunk and didn't know where we lived. Somehow found his way back, but you had a musty were dressed as John Oates the whole time. And so, and, it, and if I remember correctly. Halloween was like Friday, but for whatever reason we were out on the previous weekend. And so not many people were dressed up. So probably some poor tourists thought that John Oates' mustache was falling off and he would have a bad yeah, he kept screaming, I'm Jono. Like he was being actually Santa Claus in training places. I, I'm sure you put down a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Yeah, anyway. All right. Well, back to back to the river. All right. This is also 2015, believe it or not. Whoa. So, Hoboken's annual Santa Con bar brawl saw nine Santas and or elves arrested and another 70 received summonses. Okay. Furthermore, patrons who purchased event bracelets were left irate when bars stopped honoring them in the early afternoon. Wait, how do they know who is who? Like, you're just like, yeah, I'm Santa. You get arrested. You gotta, I think you had to have the bracelet. I don't know. I don't know. They must fingerprint you. I never participated in one, and now that's the young man's game now. Hoboken Police Chief Kenneth Ferrante told Hudson County View that the annual holiday binge drinking event yielded nine arrested here. Four for disorderly conduct. Oh, you looked ahead. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. Four for disorderly conduct. Two for aggravated assault. And three for driving while intoxicated offenses. Driving while dressed as Santa. <laughs> I feel like that Where's alone. Your, yeah, if you're in a car, yeah. Can you imagine if the guy gets pulled, yeah, you get pulled over your dress as Santa? Like, that alone should be a, a ticketable offense. Wait, Santa, where's your reindeer? <laughs> Step out of the sleigh, please. <laughs> the first arrested day occurred outside of Cadillac Cantina around noon for disorderly conduct. Around noon? Whoa, they got after the wow. Like St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, man. St. Patrick's Day in New York. I did that one year. Oh, boy. Oh, I, don't, I had to piece together my day from people's Facebook pictures. Yeah. Johnny Mnemonic, social media. Yeah. All right. At Cadillac Cantinas, where one individual had the distinction of being the only person to get arrested for the same thing twice. Oh. <laughs> what did he do? We'll find out oh, if they didn't say. Disorderly conduct was raising hell in there. 
Another unique disorderly conduct arrest took place on Court Street about an hour later, where some patrons were disgruntled for not being allowed in the popular bar One Republic, spelled with a K, so you don't get copyright infringement from Harry Styles and etc. In response, they then pulled out an out-of-service fire alarm on Court Street, prompting the Hoboken Fire Department to show up before the police. They really got after it. Oh, yeah. Another bizarre situation occurred at 79 Hudson Street, a small coffee shop where the three heavily intoxicated Santas took money from the tip jar. Peronte explained that one of the Santas, or once one of the Santas came to consciousness, he explained to police, there was a misunderstanding and they gave the money back. <laughs> it's the spare of the season, folks. Yeah. The store owners opted not to press charges, explained that they were just happy to get the tip money back, authorities said. Wow. All right. Now, do you have a, an article about someone dressed as Santa crashing their ex-employer's holiday party and smuggling out a side of smoked salmon <laughs> and eating it on a city bus and then <laughs> buying a gun from Bo Diddley and trying to shoot himself in the head in the rain only to throw the gun away and kill a cat? Nine eight eight, folks, and don't harm animals. Oh, man. So, <laughs> that's got to be our fourth train places reference of the night. I hope so. We're working. You know, i got to say, I haven't seen it on TV as much this year. Well, you're a dad now, so. No, but I look, like the other night I looked. You normally you could scroll, your TNT would show it like once every other day. Oh, yeah. And it, they'd have to cut out the scene with Jamie Lee Curtis well, and her. Uh, let me tell you, I hadn't watched the full non TV version oh, wow. in years. And then I watched it with my now wife's family one year. Oh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about all these parts. Oh, yeah. Literally. Did you show them the scene with the party at Philly Race Place? All the debauchery. We watched the whole thing. <laughs> I was there. I was like, oh. <laughs> all right, back to this story. And what Ferrante described as the most violent altercation of the day, a man was knocked out cold on Washington Street near Rita's Italian Ice. That sounds about right. You get knocked out by an Italian ice. Italian ice. <laughs> it's coming from a goomba, ladies and gentlemen. They have the ice right there. They put the Italian ice on there and wake you up. <laughs> He said that police are currently unsure what the altercation was about, but detectives are investigating the incident. Wow. But wait, there's more, they say in the information. Oh, man, there's a whole other page. Yeah. Hoboken police also set up a driving while intoxicator DWI checkpoint, with the most notable arrest being of a man who was caught with two ounces of marijuana inside wait, his vehicle. while dressed as Santa? I would think Presumably. So. They didn't say that. One would assume, yeah. You can smell the weed in the sand. But I imagine that. You're pulling people over. They're, they're doing sobriety checks. They're dressed as soon. Alright. Sorry, guys. You should get a weed through. Because if the kids go by in the car with his family, you know, you gotta wait it's Sam. I know a guy who on Halloween once, he lived in D.C., he's a big Prince fan. Wow. And he was dressed as Prince from uh, Purple Rain era Prince. Oh, yeah. You know, that was the same weekend with John well, no, I don't think I know him. The guy who fell asleep in the bus station. No, that's a different Prince dress guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, continue. I we didn't know that guy. Yeah, this guy is a guy I know, and he lived in D.C. and he was driving after a 
Halloween party, and he got he drove into the Pentagon by accident. Wow. Got to the grounds of the Pentagon, and then Whoa. he like turned around, and you know when you do that, they pull you over. Naturally. And he had to do a sobriety test just as uh, Purple Rain Air Prince. And he just said it, now you passed it never, but he said at the time, I, was, I just thought, what were those people driving by on the bus? Well, I saw Prince doing a sobriety test, test outside the Pentagon. All right, back to the story here. Welcome to D.C. Welcome to Virginia. Ferrante said throughout the course of the day where calls for service were the largest between 1 in the afternoon and 8 o'clock at night, 60 to 70 more vehicle summonses were issued with about 30 to 40 coming by the DWI checkpoint yeah. and the other half coming by a patrol. Ferrante also noted that calls for service were fairly consistent from noon until 2 o'clock in the morning. Though police response was not as dramatic as it was for Halloween and Leprechaun, the annual St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. Ball. yeah. Oh, yeah. Leprechaun. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. Is that why Santa Claus calls... Maybe, why is it called I, Santa? I really don't, I really don't know. Leprechaun makes perfect sense. Yeah. As a whole, Ferrante referred to Santa Con as a necessary, unsanctioned event in the city that causes problems a week before Christmas, end quote. And Ferrante goes on and says, while half of the money people pay for event bracelets is supposed to go towards the Hudson County Boys and Girls Club, I don't think that justifies people. Yeah. I don't think that justifies people coming to Hoboken and putting other visitors and residents at risk. Wow. Yeah, it's a hated thing, and the Hoboken one is big. And I think the Hoboken one is like early. It's like like the first weekend of December. All right, one, aren't ready for it. Yeah. One last thing here. Perante also got paid that by the word. This writer, this writer must have been getting paid by the word. I would think so. All right, to close it out, Ferrante also acknowledged that Hoboken police are looking into a multitude of patron complaints about the event promoter, who hasn't yet been identified, opting not to honor prepaid bracelets at 2.15 in the afternoon. What a story. Wow, hold on, I think there's more. All right, one more. Here, say. All right, one more. Right. As the comments on their Facebook page post about no longer honoring wristbands indicated, Irate patrons took to the Facebook event page to voice their disgust about the way things were handled this year. Wow. And somehow I cut it off. This is what, 2015? 2015. So maybe I could find the, I don't know, maybe I could find this one. See, you thought uh, you were looking for stuff around here, so. Okay, this would be uh, Hoboken Santa Con 2015. Maybe the Facebook I think that probably happens every year. Oh, there. All right. We're crazy. All right, so... Wait, I thought we were doing all the ranking stuff. Well, I think we're just going to have free-flowing conversation Well, I had, like, three TV specials. Oh, you want... We'll do that. We'll wrap it up with that. Don't worry. All right. Well, if I was trying to find the old December... Actually, Bruno probably has the same one. All right, well... Dude, you know what my son received as a gift this year? Color form. Color had those, sir. Cool. I had the Beavis Playhouse for a while, and I had the, uh... Not the Beavis Playhouse. She gave my son so many colors. They were like Charles Brown. Yes. Charles Brown to be included. Bumped Charles Brown. Definitely. But I think the sticker industry just... Thank you, sir. So, like, you know, and the color And like, well, they're going to put us out of business. So basically, reuse them. Keep talking, folks. 
All right, so, um, again, the muffle cage is called Oh, here we go. I found the Facebook post. It says, hi, hi all. Due to increased demand, we are cutting off days of sales at 2.15 p.m. We apologize for the inconvenience. Bro. We will still be honoring all online work. Bro, who said that? That was the organizer on their Facebook page. Well, one said, one Christopher Maturo said, you couldn't get fake wristbands for your fake passes? What now? And Marty Drift said, scumbags ripped off thousands of people. And here's another one. This is from K. Rose said, I absolutely want my money back. What was the point of putting on a wristband to stay in the cold and have to pay covers on top of that? That was absolutely ridiculous. Worst wristband ever. Oh, how about this one said, Melanie Perez. Got to wait online for close to two hours in the freezing cold only to find out we were, quote, held online to pay a $20 cover after buying SantaCon bracelets. Horrible. Beware next year, ladies and gentlemen. SantaCon on Bogan is a all-cap scam, scam, scam. Well, anything that has to be done to end SantaCon. And how's this for a shot? P.S. Texas, Arizona. A Long Island iced tea does not just consist of only vodka and sour mix. Get it right. <laughs> Wait, had somebody complaining about the mixology of a Long Island iced tea? <laughs> I found that hilarious. You put oh. that in there. There's quite a variation. Well, there is, yes. Because there's like 12 alcohols. <laughs> well, and also, like when I worked at a Ruby Tuesday, the recipe was for a quarter shot. You're supposed to get one shot. You know what I mean? Like the, the legend is, you know, all crossing out. Oh, really, really sweet. So, where you guys came with a Ruby Tuesday as a part of that? Dude, that population that you were because <laughs> I've been at Ruby Tuesday to eat, and I always notice, oh, they have a bar there. Who would ever go to a Ruby Tuesday bar? You now know. And they're not happy to see a dude bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, are they people who sit at the ball shopping? Or are there guys who that's their ball? <laughs> One night you had, uh, there was an RV show, and all the workers in the RV show were. Oh, boy. Yeah, night, you know, some guys just got to the bar they want to drink. It's a big, it's a big ornate bar, if I remember correctly. It goes all the way down the hall. So we don't want to drink. You got your salad, but you want a salad bar. You get food. Every time I was there, you go to the bar. Oh! I noticed there's a Wendy's where the friendly people. It's known as the Posh Wendy's. The version of the nice Wendy's. Now the one down here is still open. I've never seen two Wendy's so close to each other. Oh yeah. The oh, yeah, you got the solarium. You got the talk about possible. You got the solarium. Oh, yeah. You got the solarium. Oh, yeah. oh, you got the the uh, table with old newspaper on it. Oh yeah. Oh that one. That's old school. I I drove by and I was shocked. The Wendy. I don't think I've ever seen a friend. Well, no, I guess I have seen a friend. A 
across from the old line. A lot of friendlies have been closed. Oh, yeah. You know, the ice creamy sundae with the whip. I know. Oh, with the cone there, the chocolate cone, yeah. Oh, man. Something with a blurry or whatever they call it. Quibble. No, no. Those are what it was called. I one time went to a restaurant that was called Friendly Restaurant. It was a bootleg friendly. It was in like Western Mass. And it had the same font and everything. Same kind of food. It had like everything had a different name. And it was only halfway through the meal. I realized, wait, Friendly Restaurant. Wow. Yeah. All right, so. That I'm sure is fine. Okay, so what I'm going to do here is we're going to do we're going to close it out by doing uh, our three favorite TV specials here. So holiday. We're already done. Okay, we haven't even gone an hour. Well, unfortunately, I'm on Anchor FM. They said the main second goal is 60. So I can got to make concessions for for the band. Yep. Wait, now should we give a shout out to Jimmy P because he was going to come? Yeah, let's give a shout. out. Jim was supposed to come here Friday, but he was ready to go. But then the host. What was it? The weather was bad? Yeah. We got the last minute cancellation from the host. 11th hour, unfortunately. So, Jim, I'm sorry. Happy holidays, bud. Look after yourself, Jimmy P. All right, so we're going to do we're gonna, the same rules the last time with the songs here. So, I'm, I'm going to go first in round one with the uh, TV special. All right, so I think I only have two. But, well, maybe let's go. Yeah, we'll do it, and then I'll think if I can pick it. Okay, so I'm going to go first. I'm going to say... You can't go wrong with Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Right. I mean, well, I mean, I like Peanuts, man. Uh, Charles Schultz and Taylor yeah, was... Uh, great. It's great. We watched uh, Halloween, The Great Pumpkin. Oh, yeah. And then the Thanksgiving Charlie one is good, too. That gets a, you know, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, I like that, too. All right, Adam, how about you there, bud? I'm going to go... I'm going to save the one that I think Bruno might be thinking of. I'm gonna go Emmett Otter's Junk Band Christmas. Oh, oh yeah, I watched that. I watched that Saturday night. I told my brother-in-law I watched that for the first time. He's like, "No, you watched that a young long ago, man." Well, okay, so it was my first right, time in the wild. All right, Jim. Right, what do you obvious one. Yeah, Adam Saint. Uh, I'll, I'll jump right in and point out the uh, the Muppet Family. It's like yeah, there we go. I like that too. Uh, franchise is great. It's like, it's yeah. like that crusades the modern era, the mashup, you know, Batman versus Superman, Marvel versus DC. Yep. And the story's great because it's, it's like very Christmassy too. Yeah, whole thing. Right, yep. house, snowstorm. Yeah, they're all stuck there. I think you grab them. There's a Fozzie's grab. Fozzie's grab. Uh, and then, yeah, they find out that the Fraggles live in the basement. Mm -hmm. Jim Henson shows up himself. Henson himself shows up. And he mentions, he says, oh, Christmas is time. Yeah. Take a breather. And spend a minute with your family. Great, great. And they would show it, you know, they wouldn't show it all year. Yeah. When it was on, it was going to be that time of year. Oh, I have a, a VHS cop. Oh, wow. You know, you're, there was like Night Court or something that's, right, that's taped over. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's preserved in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think they did. All right, Bruno, you're starting the second round here. What else you got? I don't think I think it's enough. You know, I always watch the Mickey's Christmas special. Oh, Mickey's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh yeah. 
There you go. I like that too. That was my game back in the day. Started out. Yeah, like a short. They had the two guys there, so that predates the great mouse that came a few years later. One dress is home, the other dress is home. Oh, right. I believe that's where the Scrooge character might have been introduced. Scrooge picked up, yeah, the late Alan Young. Oh, I gotta go Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Oh, Christmas That's a good one. There you go. That's got a little more of the urban vibe. It's the same kind of vibe as uh, the, the one we were just talking about, but it's more of an urban vibe, you know. Okay, so, all right, well, I'm going to go for uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Rankin Bat. Hey, you know what? I learned something from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rudolph, you know, I, uh, I've been uh, intimidated a few times, not to drag personal marriage in, but I've, I've survived and I've come on to be a respected member of the community, which I quite like. I mean, there's no other way to put it, but... Uh, and I'm going to go outside the box on mine. All right, so, well, let me, well, wait, wait till I get mine, and this will be the last one, and I'm going to start bringing this one. So, all right. Oh, jeez, I mean, I think I got two myself, I'm like, you. Well, you can keep it the same genre, because I got another, I got one that's not in the Okay, cleaning. well, all right, take it back, I'm going to go for, uh, you can go, all right, apes go first, man, I'm so, going this I think was, I, I had, it's essentially a, a TV special. Yeah. It may have been out in the theater at one point, but National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, oh, wow. as far as I'm concerned, only exists on TV. I've wow. never seen a theatrical version. I never, it presumably was. By the way, uh, speaking of which, there was a friend of mine. There's no one called version, because it's PG 13. Get to see the, the sales lady show the side. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Shoulda was full. Well, guess what I got? A friend of mine, if you want to see this, is good. gave me this. National Anthem vacation hat. And, and it's to the point where, like, it's almost like the movie was written with commercial breaks in it. And, you know? I think you, I don't know. It may have been. It may have been. Or straight to I think it's the VHS. Yeah. I think they did like a reboot of Christmas Vacation. I'm not sure, but I know they did a reboot of National Lampoon Vacation. But Christmas Vacation is almost its own thing. Yeah, there's, uh, there's particular scenes you wait for. I'm trying to type vacation on my uh, left keyboard. So I, okay. I, I know it's a bit of a cheat, but I'll say that. All right, well, I'm going to go for I said Rudolph, yeah, I said Charlie Brown Christmas. <clears throat> I'm gonna go for uh, oh crap! All right, Bruno. I'm like I've only got two left. Bruno, uh, you'll go next, and then when you're really gonna have to earn your own here on this one. I used to, well no, there's another one. I'm gonna be a little cheese ball. There's another one similar to Rudolph. It's like the, the Santa Claus story. Santa Claus story. What's it called? Oh, I don't know what it's called. I call it Santa Claus. It's also a little redhead boy. Yeah. yeah. I'll just put Santa Claus for it. Santa Claus I think there's well, what is yours gonna be? Um, okay, well I'm gonna have to bring this home now. I'm making the long jump in lead shoes here, so just for the sake of wrapping this up, I am going to say Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, so Frosty the Snowman is the Happy birthday! So yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, the late Jimmy Durante in one of his uh, last roles. And then I also think of Christmas Story, the movie. Oh, yeah, that's always just a movie. Yeah, Okay, so to wrap it up, I picked Charlie Brown Christmas. That was my leadoff. Adam said Emmett Otter's Christmas Joke Man. Bruno kept it in the Jim Henson universe with Muppet Family Christmas. Oh wait, you know what? I think the third one, I'm going to change my vote. I'm going to say uh, Flintstones Christmas. Oh, Flintstones Christmas. I don't know why. Well, they predate Christ, though. They're from the B.C. How do they know? <laughs> yeah. Very pretty. You got to really yeah. All right, the second round, Bruno said Mickey's Christmas Carol. Adam said Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. I said Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. I think there was like a Motown Christmas, probably. Maybe. Like, uh... Yeah, it was like, yeah, I think we're probably missing some, but those are good, the ones we got. All right, so, all right, then, uh, I said Flintstones Christmas, I originally said Frosty Snowman, Adam said National Anthony's Christmas Vacation, pulled the cheat code, Bruno brought it home with the Santa Claus stores. So there you go, folks, I, I thought that was a pretty strong one. All right. So are we coming up on our time here? Yeah, so we're going to wrap it up here because uh, I just want to say. Are we going to do the, remember a couple years ago where we did the most important pop cultural moments of the, oh, that was, because that was in the decade. That was a decade. Well, I'm going to say. Uh, right, millennium. All right, quick one here, 30 seconds. Uh, what do you think was the, uh, other than your daughter, Adam, what was the best thing happening in 22? This year? Yeah. Best thing to happen. Well, yeah, no, I had a, I had a little baby girl. Yeah. Well, I, that's it. I don't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Bruno? Uh, 22, what's the best thing happened to you? Wait, I, wait, I don't remember yeah, 22. Yeah. A couple good videos were at least on check. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 20, important. That is important. Well, 22, I mean, I got a new job. Maybe Everything, I lost an uncle. You got a I'm doing very, I'm, uh, I'm doing well for myself and 40 years, I'm still on this, I'm still walking. That's good, that's, you know what, JB, when one door closes, another opens. Right, so on that note, we're going to close the door on this holiday shit fest finally, so for me, Adam Parada, Joe say, Bruno, say Merry New Year, see you in 2023, we're out. <laughs> oh my goodness, Adam Parada with a walk-off shot right there, what a way to close out 2022 for reals. Here in the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I certainly thank you for listening. Once again, I truly appreciate your support this year. And I want to wish each and every one of you a happy, prosperous, healthy, and safe 2023. I'll talk to you in the next episode in the new year. And that will be everything I did during this holiday season. Take care of yourselves. Be safe, especially around New Year's. And I will talk to you in 23. Bye now. This has been a Kitty Pod production, produced in Saratoga County, New York, shared with the world.